Good morning. It's uh, 10.07. We were asking about uh, favorite TV shows because uh, politics is just ugly. We're going to get back to We get some audio from Lauren Boebert that I think really makes the case uh, that I was arguing last week. But on uh, new TV shows or shows that you've just uh, found, I got a message from Bark. He says, I got a TV show for you. It's an older show, but I discovered it on Peacock, and I've been watching it for about a month. Have you ever seen Monk? I had seen it advertised when it was on, but I guess I just never gave it a chance. It's unique, though. I've never seen anything like it before. It's a comedy, but every show is a murder mystery. I really think it's a great show. I, You know, I find myself from time to time doing that, going back and looking at older uh, TV programs, uh, shows that were on in the 60s and 70s, because they're less preachy and... You know, it's usually the, the good guy wins, the black hat uh, is the bad guy, and he loses. And it's, uh, you know what, Brian, I never thought of that, but maybe that's racist. Could be, yeah. You just so The white hat's the good guy, the black hat's right. the bad guy? Yep. I could be in trouble for liking those TV shows. Uh, but yeah, there's uh, a plethora of older television programs out there. Uh, and, you know, when you've pretty much gone through all the garbage they're putting out today. By the way, have you noticed that they're starting to remake a lot of those TV shows? They did Hawaii Five-0 uh, remake a few years ago, and that mm -hmm. lasted for several years. And uh, I just saw another one advertised yesterday, uh, a TV show from, I think, the 60s and 70s, that they're coming out with a remake. It's like the, they, they can't come up with any new ideas. They... They're just out of good ideas. So well, they do that with movies, too. You know, they have such such success at the box office. They're like, hey, let's do it again. I mean, they're doing that now with Avatar. Yeah. And, you know, the same thing applies to TV shows. If uh, it worked then, it's will work again. This is the all-new and improved version of whatever. <laughs> well, it's the politically correct version of whatever. Uh, anyway, all right, so if you've got a TV uh, show that uh, you want to recommend, go ahead, uh, send it out to us, GaryNolan.com, and we'll throw it out there. In the meantime, uh, we were talking about uh, this McCarthy being elected to the Speaker and everything that the, uh, that the Republicans uh, went through and how everybody, including Fox News, all the Democrats, I mean, the Democrats were, were vicious. Um, they thought it was just terrible that we didn't just uh, you know elect whomever right away like they did I, uh, I right from the get-go thought they were on the right track they were doing the right thing uh, so and, and I've got some audio here but I, I don't know if I've got time to play it um, the, the Democrats, MSNBC, they're just, you know, making hay over this, acting as though they've, you know, destroyed the republic by going through the, uh, uh, the machinations of getting what they wanted in terms of a speaker and, and a, a, a plan for the, for the House of Representatives. But it really... It made it made sense. I mean, listen to this Democrat. This is uh, L.A. Mistel 
Yeah, see, I think we perceive from a slightly false premise here, right? My, my friend Joe Patrice has been on this, like, from before Trump was even elected, right? The Republicans don't want to govern. Right. right. Dysfunction is a victory condition for the Republican Party. It's Democrats that want things. Republicans don't want things. Who's who pays for things? Who pays for things? You jackass. So the fact that the government can't function, the fact that this rules package makes it almost impossible for the speaker to, to wield any real power. That's OK with Republicans. It was OK with the founding fathers, you moron. They literally designed the whole system so they'd always be at odds with each other. But apparently, you don't get that. We're in a situation where Democrats are basically like uh, Bill Paxton in Independence Day, right? Where he asks the aliens, what do you want us to do? And the aliens say, die, die. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the, the, the take from the left. I'm impressed. That's all I can tell you. I am impressed. I think that uh, those 20 Republicans did a terrific job. Uh, Glenn Beck did a piece. Uh, he, it was a video, and, and I'm going to play it. It kind of explains what was going on in the House of Representatives before and how it's going to change now. Uh, and it's definitely worth listening to. This is why this drama is now unfolding. If you have a bill, what? It just had to go in to the House, and then they had to debate it, and then, and then they'd vote on it. It was either a bill or a law, right? Not quite. A bill is proposed by a member of the House. I'm trying to just keep this really simple. So let's say the member of the House is, uh, I don't know, the front doorknob. And the front doorknob has an idea. And it has to give it to the speaker. The speaker then sends it to a relevant committee. This is right where we are today. This is what we're arguing about. So you have, let's say it's an energy bill. If you have a bunch of people that hate big oil here, they believe in just solar and wind power, it ain't getting past this committee. If the bill makes it out of this committee, it then starts a process to head to the House. Yeah, but there's another uh, committee. This one is the Rules Committee. They get to see it first. Imagine that this is, uh, let's say, because you're talking a house, this is your insurance company. Yeah, they're gatekeepers. They don't really like you and they don't want to pay out on anything. So it's not going to get past them. But if it does get past them, then it goes to this committee. This is like... Uh, your HOA. And you know how much fun an HOA is. Oh, they're going to let anything through. If it's all progressives here, your bill is not going to go through. If it's all progressives here, if it's something that the progressives really, really want and is unconstitutional, it doesn't matter. But then it gets even better. Then if it passes this committee, then it goes back to the speaker. What does the speaker do? Well, the speaker is supposed to put it onto a calendar so it can be debated on the floor. When was the last time you saw them debate anything? They haven't been debating anything because the speaker has been circumventing this and printed it up at the very last minute, giving it right to Congress so they can vote on it many times without reading it. That is what they were fighting. That's part of what they were fighting. 
And I, I got to tell you, these, you know, in spite of the fact that uh, so many Republicans were attacking these 20, I think they did an outstanding job. I think they were absolutely fabulous. Uh, Lauren Boebert uh, had a piece, too. She, she talked about how they do business. And you got to listen carefully to the changes that she points out that are being made. And we'll do that next on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It's 10-19. Glad to have you with us. Coming up at 11 o'clock, we'll bring in uh, Brian Houseworth, the uh, news god at Zimmer, to talk about Charles Erickson. Uh, I, you know, it made national news, so I suppose they, they know about it in Springfield and down in Jeff, etc. Uh, but he is the one who pled guilty to a... Or he, he confessed to a crime I don't think he committed. Um... But anyway, he's he's going to be out today. We'll kick that around with Brian and find out what else is uh, hot in the news. Uh, in the meantime, 874-9390-800-529-5572. Lauren Boebert, uh, and I, you know, she just squeaked out her re-election victory, but I really like this gal. If you're not familiar with her, she's from Rifle, Colorado. I mean, of all the perfect places for someone like her... Uh, to come from. She's from Rifle, Colorado. She had a restaurant there. She witnessed a crime uh, several years ago and uh, based on that decided she wanted to carry a firearm. And so she did in her restaurant. And then her employees took the training and they all carried their firearms. So she's a real strong Second Amendment supporter. I found out about her before she even uh, ran for, for the uh, House of Representatives. She is outspoken. She is one of the 20. And she uh, came out and uh, and made a video about what they accomplished. And I, after that, I'm going to go to the phone. So hang on. This will only take a couple of minutes. What a week, huh? I'm sure things here in D.C. looked pretty messy from home, but I'm a mom of four boys, so chaos and dysfunction have been a part of my life for quite some time. Actually, this was the most productive and functioning assembly of the House of Representatives I've seen since I've been here. Sure, it took a few extra days, but our conversations have proven it's okay to take a little extra time to make sure we get this right. Electing the second in line to the presidency of the United States is a serious matter worth our consideration and our deliberation. Everyone knows Congress is broken, but we just took a giant step toward mending it. History will show our resolve changed how Congress operates, that we stood up to the swamp and said enough is enough, that we seized the opportunity to return the power to the people. We are changing the way business is done in D.C. because we stood strong and held our ground. We will now have the opportunity to vote on term limits because we stood strong. We will vote on border security because we stood strong. We won't be forced to vote on thousand page bills in the dead of night without having time to read them. Instead, we'll tackle appropriations through our committees. We will be able to offer amendments. There will be transparency so everyone has an opportunity to have their voices heard. Earmarks will be voted on their merit, not passed out as candy to gain votes. Legislation will be on single subjects, not filled with unrelated garbage. Our success this week is truly a win for everyone who believes in representative government. 
and Congress is better off because of this fight. My colleagues and I are now truly empowered to do our jobs in the House of Representatives. The founders intended for every representative to have a voice, a voice for you, your voice heard in the people's house, not for just the power brokers to force horrible legislation that bankrupts our country. I'm optimistic we will be stronger, more united, and more effective than ever. Thank you so much for standing strong, being patient, and for all of your support. God bless y'all. I mean, that's, that's what the founding fathers envisioned. I mean, they're supposed to be representative. You can't be a representative if you can't get your, your voice heard on the floor. All right, let me go to the phones here. It's uh, 1023, and we are going to Paul. Paul, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm just grateful, Gary. Yourself? I, too, am well. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for um, manning the watchtower there for us. (laughs) So, hey, kind of quick, but here's how I would would summarize what's been going on in Congress for the last few decades— when you're not in power, when you're the party who's not in power, then the enemy is the status quo. You campaign against the status quo. You're going to fight against it. You're going to overturn the status quo. And that's what the opposition has been doing. However, once that party gets in power, then you know what? Once you're in power, the status quo isn't so bad, is it? So that's what's been going on for decades. And that's what I feel like these 2021 Republicans who fought for these changes have been fighting against. They say, no, it stops here. The status quo will not stand. And that, that's the way I summarize the whole deal. And my hat's off to them. Yeah, I, I mean, this, it took some courage. I, there was literally the threat of violence. And they stood their ground. They were standing on principle. I think they were great. I agree. I agree. And and all those Republicans who were disparaging him and 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 I I think the worst thing about the whole thing was how they personally attacked the those those twenty. Uh, I yep. mean that sh- that that should have not happened to where they they made the attacks personal against those people. But you see, a lot of them are having to eat their words now because the tide has turned as far as public opinion goes. Yeah, the more you find out about what they were fighting for, the more you can get behind them. Paul, thank you for the call. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, I think that's, uh, I don't think there's anybody uh, within the sound of my voice that, that thinks what they were fighting for was bad. Although you'll hear from people on Fox News, oh, they've eviscerated the speakership. The, the speaker is just, uh, you know, just a face on a playing card. He's no longer in power. Yeah. People have the power. Chris, welcome. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. How are you? I'm doing okay. This whole situation with uh, what went on, he said the threat of violence. Did you happen to see the clip of the guy that was starting to go after Matt yes. Gates? And his friend pulled him back because, like, he knew he was going down there to do it. Yeah, I, I just caught on to that yesterday. I hadn't seen it before. Here's what I wonder. We've got the, for lack of a better term, the 20 Republicans holding out on all this deal. And we've got this big rules package, and we're all going to be happy with it. The only problem I see is everybody has to vote on it. And the way politics work, do you think there's 
any chance that the other 99% of Congress is not going to let them have all the stuff they fought to get because, uh, you know, kind of payback for screwing up our whole deal? Yeah, they, yeah, I mean, it does. There's no guarantee it'll pass. Well, my point is the vast majority of these people don't want, you know, read the bill 72 hours, apparently, blah, 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 because they put up with this forever. And they don't seem to really like what we would call normal rules that make things fair and democratic and whatever. So although it sounds like a big victory, I'm kind of wondering where we're going to end up at the end of the vote if they'll well, all just go. eh, No, here's why this is all important. This is why it's important for everybody to understand. That's why I worked all morning to play all these pieces of audio and to explain what they were fighting for. Because it is now our job to call our member of the House of Representatives and tell them, yes, vote on this. That's, that's what we have to do now. That's, that's how we get this through. It would be nice. If it would actually happen, I'm just looking at the typical politics of you guys held up the the ship here. So now you want all that. We're going to vote on it. Eh, we're not going to give you much of what you you think you're going to get. But that's yeah, just but, the but way I expect it to happen. I'll put it that way. But unfortunately, that now, they've given us the the ball. They've put it in our court, and it's up to us to send the emails, to make the phone calls, to tell them to sign on to this. And to mean it, I mean really to mean it, to say I don't give a rodent's rectum if I have to vote for a, for a dog. If you don't sign on to this, next election, you're out. Yeah, but they know you don't mean it. <laughs> well, the, you Unfortunately, know, that's what I'm just what saying. I, you, know, you know what I always say, uh, you know, if we're, um, if we're not principled voters, we won't get principled uh, electors. We're, we're getting what we're, yeah. we're letting them have, yeah. So we need to stand behind what we say. It would be nice. I agree with you. All right, Chris. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Uh, I mean it. You call Blaine Lutkemeyer. Tell him, yes, you want him to sign on to these rules. Call your member of the House of Representatives. Uh, and I don't mean to just single Blaine out, but call them up and tell them. If you don't sign on to this, and, and there is no reason not to, then next time around, I don't care what it takes, we're going to organize. And we're going to put somebody else in your seat. You'll be out of here. This, this takes some tenacity, some perseverance. But it needs to be done. Otherwise, we're going to keep marching down the same rat hole we've been going down. Let me go to the phones and get Barb on the line. Barb, welcome. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. I think the worst thing that happened was not a single representative from Missouri supported or joined the 20. Not a single one. Disappointing, and, isn't it? Oh, it's worse than that. <laughs> I called and I called. And, you know, if if there's only a few people calling, they just ignore you. Now, Blaine Lukemeyer, it doesn't matter how many people called because I heard him say on the radio that I don't tell you how to do your job. I don't need you to tell me how to do mine. No. The problem is, the problem is, he works for every voter, every taxpayer in Missouri. And we don't work for him. <laughs> he said, don't tell me how to do my job? Yeah. Wow. That's what we're supposed to do. Barb, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 
It is 1035. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be with you. <coughs> Excuse me. You can go to GaryNolan.com, send me a message. It pops up in the studio. Or you can call me 800-529-5572 or 874-9390. Uh, lawmakers face critical tasks in the year ahead, including addressing the federal government's $31.4 trillion debt limit. Failure to do that or even a long standoff would shake the global economy. Well, this is where this is where the rubber meets the road. Um, anyway, we'll talk about the rules vote. Well, let me get some phone calls in because we're behind. Uh, let's get Alan in down in Jeff. Alan, welcome. How are you? Hey, Gary. I'm doing great, man. I tell you some fantastic comments coming in on this uh, vote and everything. The unfortunate thing is, and I love Bobert's uh, video there that you played. Unfortunately, that won't get wide play. And if it did. And instead of the Democrats being out there talking about how this just shows the Republicans don't know what they're doing, they're not in charge, blah, blah, blah. I mean, they're going to misplay this thing forever all through this next session. And it's just a shame we can't get this out in front of a majority of the people who would sit there and say, oh, yeah, that was a good thing they did there. Finally making some progress. But you know that's not going to happen with the mainstream media. Yeah, but, but even Fox News is pretending that these these 2021, really, uh, Republicans were you know, just out on a limb and uh, over their skis and had no right to get in the way. Everybody's painting them. I, I, I was shocked. I didn't know what all was going on because I've been traveling and uh, I just happened to be at the relative's house and turned on Fox News and Hannity was just raking, trying to rake them over and over the coals. And I'm sitting there thinking, what are you doing? That was just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Yep. I agree. Totally yeah. agree. Alan, thank you. Thanks, Jerry. Great show. Thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Supply. Uh, on the Gary Nolan Supply. I'm reading the, the next caller in line is uh, Carolyn. Um, uh, uh, Carolyn, where are you calling from? Um, El Dorado Springs, Missouri. Ah, well, glad to have you with us. What's on your mind? Thank you. Well, um, I think our meat supply is another area where China is trying to take over our country without firing a shot. These big uh, hog houses where they've got like 7,500 hogs, um, they ho give them uh, shots, uh, antibiotic shots wholesale, you know, all the time. And that builds up in their systems and it's passed on to us. And sometimes uh, we're not able to handle uh, all those antibiotics. They don't oh, come out of God, I hear this kind of thing. So you're afraid that uh, we're just giving antibiotics to animals and somehow it's ruining our uh, our immunity. Is that what you're arguing? Um, yeah, but what I'm saying is that they, um, if we had more of our family farms are, you know, where people can live in the open and, and uh, the animals get to be on pasture and it's a lot healthier. That would be so much better for us. Uh, Why do you suppose we don't have that? Because of the economics of it. Uh, people are always trying to make more money but china owns smithfield they own 
uh, you know, they want the hog market. And so they're, we, we don't, uh, we're, we're losing the ability of, of a man and his family to earn a living on the farm. We're losing farmland every day. So what are the Chinese doing to the to the uh, to to you know destroy the marketplace? Well, one thing that I don't think they've done it yet, but they can reduce the price so much that people won't buy other like pork products. And you know, then they this- will be the Carolyn, I hear this argument from the left all the time. This is the the whole argument that they have against uh, you know corporations getting too big and capturing the market. Well, they'll they'll drop their prices, sell at a loss, drive everybody out of business, and then they'll raise their prices up so much that the average person won't be able to buy whatever it is they're selling: hamburger, steak, uh, cars, oil, whatever. It never works out that way. Because in the free market, the moment you begin to abuse your customer base, you create your own competition. Well, I hope it all works out that way. Yeah, in a free market, happen in the future. In a free market, it will work that way. Yeah, it, it, let's the problem hope we is, keep a free market. Yeah, there's, there's the, that's the problem. Can we keep a free market? Thank you, Carolyn. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. You know, the government's setting up all these regulations and limiting who can do what and, and, uh, and, and you know, who's inspecting and who's got permission. And no, 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 no. Get the government out of it. The marketplace will sort all of that out. Mary in Springfield, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. Um, I have a question. Uh, I watched that uh, vote the other night until... Uh, McCarthy was uh, the winner. To, McCarthy, I'm sorry. But he agreed to all that stuff, which is good. But what if uh, a Democrat uh, decides to be the one complaint of something he does that is something that goes along with the 20, which is what we're hoping for, and he's out? Will they have to go through all that over again, or will a Democrat become the speaker? No, a Democrat will not become the speaker. Uh, in fact, uh, they would have absolutely nothing to gain and, and couldn't pull it off. Republicans can pull it off with a Republican speaker, but I, I don't see that happening. Um, well, the speaker. That, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. That Democrat that was on the, that gave the speech before. Uh, McCarty did. I thought that was a horrible speech, and I was thinking if McCarty didn't get the vote, would he have been the speaker? I thought the one that... No, that would not have happened. Um, Um, I I suppose there are ways that it could have happened if enough Republicans um, didn't show up for the vote, but that wasn't likely to happen. That's true, but I was really afraid because his the Democrats' votes were as much as, almost as much as the Republicans' votes. And yeah, well, they're just, they, Republicans have just a very slim majority, Mary. Uh, and that's and that's why these 20 were able to convince the Speaker to give representatives 
the power uh, to introduce legislation to restrict uh, the the uh, uh, the number of subjects in a in a piece of legislation. Give them well, enough boy, time to read the bills. Yeah, all yeah, good stuff. That's terrible, not giving them. But are the Democrats? Is there any way they can destroy that agreement between no. the Speaker and the twenty? Only the Republicans can destroy it. Okay. Until well, who is the representative? I've forgotten. I thought uh, some of ours retired. And I don't I'm know. Did, it was is you're down in Springfield? Is Blaine Lutkemeyer your rep? I'm not sure. I don't remember seeing that on the ballot. But yeah, I don't know who your your member of the House is, but um, somebody either. from. No. Somebody from Springfield to call and let us know. All right, Mary, thank okay. you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. I think it's uh, Billy Long. Billy Long? Yeah, I think I so. I don't think Billy Long's a bad guy. Uh, I don't think he's going to get in the way of this. All right, uh, we got to stop because, well, the clock is ticking. Uh, 874-9390, toll-free numbers 800 529 uh, Well... Erickson got himself in the trick bag, but he's going to be out today. We'll uh, check in with Brian Houseworth in the next segment of the pro. Well, actually, at 11.05. Get all the news updated right here on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 10.49, 10.50, really. Uh, got a couple of messages. I'm not sure if this is really who he, if this is a phony message or real, because I keep getting messages from this guy. He says his name is... Paul, um, I think what those 20 representatives did to Kevin McCarthy was an outright shame. It was a disgrace, not only to the representative, but also uh, to whom they represent. It was a disgrace to our country. Uh, I'm just, I'm having a hard time believing it is who he says it is. See, you can lie. Uh, if you go to GaryNolan.com to send me a message, we don't put any cookies there. We just let you... Uh, send me a message. You can give me your email address. You can make one up. I don't care because I'm not keeping track of it. And this guy um, who sent this message asserts to be or alleges to be um, a, a philanthropist uh, in Colombia. I'm not sure if if it really is this guy or not. He says, I think what those 20 representatives did to Kevin McCarthy was a shame um, it was a disgrace to our country, and he follows that up with, I'll be doing everything in my power to get Kevin McCarthy elected vice president under Donald Trump. He's a good man and will fight. I, yeah, I don't think he will, really. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's a good conservative. Uh, anyway, uh, we move on. 874-9390, toll-free numbers 800-529-5572. Brian thinks that he has uncovered why it is that the media keep promoting climate change. Uh, you think the media is being bought out, Brian? Well, that's what the uh, the article says. Seems to indicate that uh, the media is being, you know, rewarded for their efforts to promote claims of global warming. The Associated Press revealed last year that it had scored $8 million to promote claims of global warming. 
The AP impartially described this massive conflict of interest as an illustration of how philanthropy has swiftly become an important new funding source for journalism. This far-reaching initiative will transform how we cover the climate story. Its executive editor claimed that uh, there is no doubt uh, that it is true and an incredibly uh, damaging admission. The philanthropic quid pro quo saw five organizations fund the Associated Press's dedicated team of, quote, more than two dozen journalists, end quote, to cover climate issues that the wire service would then plant in papers around the country to terrify Americans into supporting green taxes and subsidies. How did we get so screwed up? How did we get such such an entangled mess of government and media? How does media take such a strong left-hand turn? I mean, I guess it's always been this way to some degree. Well, I think it starts with education. Yes, it you does. Know, you start in grade school, you work all the way up through college. I mean, look at the kids... Uh, here at the university at Mizzou, uh, and they're you know they're indoctrinated uh, into the leftist orthodoxy, and it's got one of the largest media schools in the world, uh, and so you now have leftists in the media. I, I remember having a debate. I was invited uh, to to take part in a debate with the university, and one of the uh, one of the uh, debate participants was an avowed socialist who wants to go into journalism. Well, that's exactly the problem that we have. We're indoctrinating them from grade school on to be socialists, and then we're putting them in the media, and we're, we're using leftist teachers to teach the new teachers. And so the indoctrination is complete. It's a complete cycle. These are the people who are writing Hollywood movies. They're, they're writing a, a TV series. They're writing news stories. Uh, they're teaching your kids. You know, once the school system got corrupted, it was over. So, you know, it's no surprise that the Associated Press would Welcome this. I mean, this is this is what they believe. This is what they've been indoctrinated to believe. They think it's settled science. It's over. It's done. This is proof positive. We know for a fact they think that CO2 is warming the globe. No other argument need be heard. And in fact, when you start to make an argument that's counter to what they believe, they shut you down. They don't want to hear it. It's that na 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 na. You know this, uh, the the two fingers stuck one in each ear. That's how they think. So it, it's all corrupt. Nobody seems to really look at both sides. There are things that that the left believe that I believe are correct, and there are things that the right believe that I think are correct. But but at least I'll admit it. You know, we we talk about uh, and I and I am so tired of hearing this fentanyl coming across the border. I am so tired of hearing about that, and 
and we're blaming the immigrants. It's not the immigrants. It's our drug laws. You know, we've got this uh, prescription drug monitoring program, and we don't want people to have access to drugs unless we approve. Uh, so what's happened is the black market is filling the void. China is sending over fentanyl-laced pills. If you just legalize drugs, get the government out of it, the marketplace would dry up for China. You'd actually save lives. But they won't do it. No, no. They'll just complain, oh, it's those people coming across the border. Well, we've, we've fixed it so it's profitable for them. We've done it. Uh, let's see. Pam on a TV show. Boy, oh, boy. Pam, you are so far behind. Uh, last hour, literally at this point in the show, last hour, I talked about TV programs uh, that you may have found that were enter uh, entertaining. Uh, this year. So late uh, with uh, getting to the show, uh, what I really like, and this leaves me feeling uh, renewed with humanity, is called The Midwife, which is on Netflix and uh, PBS with new episodes starting soon. I, I, I think I've seen advertisements for it, but I had no interest in watching it. But apparently Pam thinks it's a good, good show. The midwife. Uh, Martin, uh, the Missouri state legislature needs to do this. And it's a shame that no one in the Missouri House delegation couldn't support the 21 representatives. Another reason why we need more representatives in Congress. Speaking of which, I got a message from Ron Calzone uh, about what's going on in the House uh, here in Missouri. And I, I don't know if I'm going to have time. I will try to get to it uh, in the next half hour. But we do have Brian Houseworth coming on board. He'll get us up to date with uh, what's going on news-wise. But in particular, he, uh, he's he got a... Uh, it, it really, it's a sad story because this kid literally confessed to a crime I don't believe he committed. And he's been incarcerated now for 20 years. His name is Eric Erickson, or Charles Erickson, I'm sorry. And he's finally getting out today. We'll cover that with the News God right after the news. 11.05 on The Gary Nolan Show. This is The Gary Nolan Show.